goal of Data Transformers podcast is to accelerate digital transformation by bridging the gap between business outcomes and rapidly advancing technologies. And we aim to bridge this gap by focusing on data. I am Peggy Sai, top 50 women in tech influencer, co-author of the AI book and data governance expert. I'm Ramesh Danta, an entrepreneur, a tech blogger, and AI enthusiast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to one more episode of the Data Transformers podcast. Today, we are going to bring you Gauri Selka. She is the CEO of Valances Incorporated. And prior to Valances, she was the head of analytics at Walgreens Boots Alliance. Gauri, welcome. Thank you, Ramesh. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to share my journey here. Welcome, Gauri. Happy to have you here today as well. All right. So, Gauri, so Volant means to fly. That's what I read on your LinkedIn. So what is Volances? Volances is takeoff. So our purpose in Volances is to help people take off in their career by embracing the new technology. So technology has become business and business is technology and there is no delineation. And we want to be the launch pad for everyone to expand their career and build a sustainable and successful career by embracing technology. So it sounds like Gary, you've been there, you started this company about almost three years ago. Talk about why um, you wanted to, what were your mission, what your mission was when you um, first thought about uh, creating Volantis Analytics? Yeah, I started like even though, you know, I left Walgreens middle of 2018 after a really, really long career there, which I never thought I would do. But there were like a couple of main reasons why I started this um, new uh, chapter in my career. So the one is, as I was doing my, um, as a head of data analytics, what I saw a big opportunity and challenge in, um, in, in delivering analytics projects are people both in business and technology have to work extremely closely in order to deliver the right results. And it's not like delivering any other technology like ERPs or uh, building a web applications or anything else we have done in the past. It's not that way. So I saw that opportunity and I felt that there is not enough programs and solutions that are available for individuals who have not been in the technology field in order to be part of this changing trend that's happening. And I thought I had the privilege of being a technologist all my life and how I can be part of this change and help people embrace these new technologies and be successful in their career. So that's really the reason, other than I could always say I was also probably part of midlife crisis. I don't know, and searching for a purpose-driven life. I think those were all part of it as well. Um, but uh, I feel like, you know, Volances is definitely a very purpose-driven company and our success in Volances is measured by how many people we are going to be able to impact in, uh, in being successful in their career. So very interesting because in, on our podcast till now, we've been talking to people who um, are transformers in different ways, which is that they're implementing analytics, they uh, help people uh, you know, implement AI and things like that. But so now we are talking to a different kind of a transformation, which is a people transformation to go along with the digital transformation. 
So it's very interesting, Gauri. So I'm assuming that there is some link to what you did in your prior years and then why you felt that you needed to start a company that helps people reskill and upskill to take advantage of digital transformation. If you could tell us, you know, what was that? No, absolutely. Great question, Ramesh. Um, you know, just to give a, a little bit background of my career, I think that will help to relate to this question uh, better. Um, I was with Walgreens for more than two decades, like more than 20 years, right? So I have been in different roles. And my last role was head of data analytics. Obviously, first it started off with building the data platform for a multi-billion dollar company, which was extremely hard in having like retail and supply chain and pharmacy and healthcare, you know, really creating a data lake and integrated data hub was extremely hard. Then when we moved to analytics, where we wanted to really put the data to use, right? There is no point in building all these data hub when you cannot leverage and value out of the data. That's where I realized it's completely different world you really cannot just build a technology. It's not like building a ERP system or web application. Like I said, people are not clear with what are the requirements, right? Like if you look at any any technology asset, the way we create, we start with why do you want it? What is the purpose? What are your requirements? We define it and then we go buy, build analysis, we deliver, then there is validation. Then there's of course agile iteration, but it's very clear set path of why are you building it. But when I started implementing analytics solutions, it was not that straightforward because the requirements have to be built by understanding the data. And for that, the business and a cross-functional team of product managers and business analysts and technologists and data scientists as we are improving in our advanced analytics of predictive analytics and prescriptive analytics, machine learning, all of the fancy AI, it's really important for this group of people to speak the same language, mm. to be comfortable, to work together, ask the right questions, because you in AI and data science world, we cannot create requirements ahead of time. You can only create a purpose, you can create a problem definition, you can say, why are you doing it? But you cannot create like a specific functional and non-functional requirements, here you go build it. That's not how it works. So that was my aha moment. And obviously I learned it through a failure, right? We started out building a cash flow forecasting as a model. Mm -hmm. And we obviously got a really good company uh, who's very experienced in building it, but data is data. It, no matter whether you have a standardized workflow by using SAP or Oracle type of ERP, still every data, data for every company is very different. Yeah. And you need that subject matter expertise in order to build a cash flow forecasting model. And we built this model and then we realized our financial um, you know, uh, leaders who, are, uh, who needs to use it and make decisions are not comfortable because they just didn't know how it is being built. So that was my aha moment when I was building it. So it's a completely different world. We have to rethink and relook at the way we are doing digital transformation. And um, you know, just one more point on that, when uh, digital traditional companies embarked on digital transformation earlier, like in, I'm talking about 2005, 2010, we just started off with websites. Right, like building an omni-channel was really providing services through different channels. That was really a digital transformation. But with AI and machine learning uh, coming into picture, 
we really have to rethink the way why, how are we really delivering that service and solution to our customers? Who are our stakeholders? What does the ecosystem look like? And can I rapidly evolve? And how these technologies and solutions are going to make me do things differently, right? Like bringing in NLP or like a visual um, AI vision capabilities, you can completely redo your process. You don't need to do the same process the same way. It's not like taking process A and building it in a different technology. You have to rethink. And that rethink, you need to bring your business technology and product managers, your executive sponsors, and your stakeholders, your customers. Everyone needs to be part of that and they need to be comfortable in building it. So that's why I strongly believe digital transformation needs to be with people transformation. That, make, that makes a lot of sense, Gary. And I just want to bring it back to uh, Volantis. I mean, um, are you focusing on retraining and upskilling people or do you provide a consulting service uh, that looks at cons uh, the more holistic way of digital transformation? And that's how you're helping companies. I um, just wanted a little bit more clarification on, um, I love your aha moments and how, how are you bringing that today to your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Peggy. Thanks for, you know, talking about Valances, which is just behind me. <laughs> so um, the way we, we approach is it has been an evolution in its own way, right? Like when I first started this company, I knew the purpose of why we want, how, what we want to achieve, but how was not clear because no, we, no one has done it, at least to my knowledge. I was running an AI conference in Midwest at that time, and I was talking to all of the chief data scientists I could talk to and said, how do you really engage your business in, your, in the data science development? And can the business be doing 50% uh, of your work? Because most of the time is spent in understanding the business and data, right? And there was no solution at all. So the way we have evolved is first we started off with data coach as a service, as a consulting service. And uh, I'm a strong believer in a way that we need to learn by doing, not just as a curriculum, right? Like you just cannot just training, go out, or go out of your office for like two weeks or two months or, you know, come back and do it. So the way we started first was a service called data coach, where we took their own data, our clients' data, our clients' business problem, and we customized our curriculum based on that. So we do a two weeks workshop with our clients and then they just look at it, you know, they just really do it and learn it. And that's how we started. And it took a long time for me to figure out all this by the time pandemic happened. So, and then with the pandemic, I'm like, okay, I have like one of two options, shut down and go for a job or retransform ourselves as well answers. So that's exactly what we did. So we have transformed our data code service into a digital platform now, a cloud-based platform. And what we provide are two, um, it's all packaged into one. So we provide guided workflows for data science development. It's like a templated way of building different solutions in data science. And it provides a guided collaborative workflow where it tells you by role, what should a business analyst be doing in this role in different stages of the standardized way of developing data science, right? The CRISPR-DM, the CRISPR-DM model, what is there? And there is an Institute of Business Analysts, IABA, 
So everybody needs to follow that methodology. So we have taken that methodology and put it all into a guided workflow where we say business analysts will be doing this, product managers can do this, data science do this, and bring it all together in a collaborative manner. So the amount of thinking that individuals need to do are limited, but at the same time, it focuses on what I have to communicate, understand my data. And on top of it, we have taken our data coach platform and embedded that as a chatbot within our platform now. So just in time, they can go and ask, oh, what is this bivariate analysis? What is my data science team saying? Or which business pattern I should be applying for this problem? Should I be using uh, classification models or should I be using... Uh, you know, forecasting model, what is the right way for me to solve the problem? So we answer all those questions as part of our guided workflow. So our goal is day one, everyone should be able to participate because as we know, AI and ML rich solutions are a quality solutions and the right solution happens only when a diverse team is part of that. Mm -hmm. And they don't need to be a data scientist for that. They just need to understand the problem, how it can be solved, understand the data and the business process. So everyone should be able to participate and that's our goal. And slowly they start learning as, as, part of the, as part of doing, right? And then what we want to achieve our North Star for our platform is by using this continuously, the business analysts and product managers and project managers can really start doing analytics translators. They can be data analysts. They can be ethics uh, sustainers. Explainability, as explainability is a hard topic, uh, you know, it's still evolving, how they can be part of documenting these models. To your point, you're in the compliance field. They can be part of compliance documentation. So how do we really mobilize the workforce towards those future roles that are emerging? And, uh, and that's not gonna happen overnight. So we want them to be part of this process, build the solution and slowly evolve and get prepared themselves for the future roles that are coming up in this uh, area. So that's really, so to summarize, we provide, all we provide is a guided workflow platform cloud solution right now, and which has all of these services embedded and enables our customers to get started right away and seeing value. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. So actually, I want to take you back. So because based on your um, prior experience and prior ups and downs, and you came up with uh, things, uh, the ways to address whether data coach is a service or a Valance's products, right? So as the head of analytics uh, in your prior role, and you talked about cash flow management already, the challenges that you had, where the domain experts, the finance managers, they felt uncomfortable using it because they didn't completely understand uh, what was going on. And then the analytics piece of it, right? You were talking at that time. If you look at it, uh, the analytics piece, uh, maybe I misunderstood, but you took, you, you, you uh, talked about it as if analytics was a, the transition from data warehousing into analytics, right? So my question to you, Right, based on Valance's experience or based on uh, Walgreens, uh, the the head of analytics. So how do how do these analytics programs get started in organizations? My understanding is that they get started with a business problem, right? Mm -hmm. Specific. Uh, it could be cash flow management that you mentioned, but uh, you know, can you explain how do these analytics programs get started and then how they get uh, evolve over a period of time? 
No, absolutely. I think analytics definitely, we are, we are not new to analytics. We have mm -hmm. always had analytics with data warehousing and uh, reports, historical database reports, we have always had. And that's yeah. how the organization make decisions. So analytics projects are typically, especially in the larger organizations, they are embedded within a broader initiative, right? Okay. A program that you want to launch. So they are part of that. So um, what I was getting to was, and the way you solve the analytics problems are very different. So you can have a high level problem definition to say, okay, now I want to improve my going back to cash flow forecasting. We had a very clear vision. Walgreens is big on MA and you and it's a really large company with a huge cash flow. Mm -hmm. When do we know how much cash flow we want so we can meticulously plan for how do we efficiently plan for MA? That was mm -hmm. the ask from the CFO. It was a very clear ask right and what we want to achieve but how you solve it is not possible to be defined as set of requirements like any other project like you can go to web application project and you can say i want to do this xyz i want this button here i want this button to do this i want a database behind you know we can clearly define technical requirements and functional requirements but the analytics projects are defined with a high level vision and what we want to achieve, but how is not defined. It's driven by your data, driven by the business process and driven by how the business process evolves tomorrow as well, not just like historical their process based. That is where the challenge happens. So any analytics project, advanced analytics project like predictive prescriptive models goes through this four phases, which is data analysis, then you decide on how you want to, uh, what really the scope of problem you can address based on your data. Okay. Then you can prepare your data, transform your data because data has never has the right quality, no matter how much time the organization spend on preparing a data uh, warehouse or data lake or whatever you have. Um, so you have to transform your data to fit for the purpose. And then you go with how you want to select your models because there are different ways you can solve the problem. Do you want a highly accurate way of solving it or you want a more robust way of solving it? What is your risk appetite? Is it impacting your people or is it impacting your finance? You have to make really crucial decisions in order to select what algorithms I can use. And then comes really implementing it. Then looking at the performance and saying, did it really meet my success criteria for why I did it? And then you have to interpret it in the business terms on, because you have to know, it's just not enough to say my loss function is like whatever, 2% and you know my F1 score is 88 and the financial analysts are, even though they are really financial and quantitative mind, they're not going to understand any of that. So you have to translate that into interpretation in business terms to say, okay, you started off with the cash flow. This is how accurately we are able to do it. This is your, uh, uh, you know, what is your uh, forecasting accuracy will be, but this is our caveats are because there is never accurate solution. Yeah. So this is a whole process. If you look at this whole process, every single step, the business and the data science team and the data team have to be working very closely and then refine your definition of how are you going to solve the problem? And maybe we started off with a larger scope of, I want to know exactly where is, how much is my cash flow and uh, to make m and decisions was a big problem, but maybe we cannot, um, we can only find with 60% accuracy because a lot of this um, 
data that we need on account receivables and payments may not be accurate. That we have to be upfront and say, Mr. CFO or Ms. CMA, Mrs. CFO, this is what we can deliver. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Right. So that is where the challenge is. So when uh, when we found the, when we created this beautiful forecasting model, it was like all sort of question. Oh, that data is not right. Why did you assume that this is not you're not including this transaction? This business process is not included. So all sort of questions. So everybody's finding problems finding punching holes in the problem, yeah. there are two reasons, right? One, the data is never accurate. And the second thing is, if you don't engage people, nobody will own the result. There needs to be collaboration. There needs to be engagement. And they have to own the solution right from day one, starting from the problem definition. So that's really our goal for this collaborative guided workflow, where people can be engaging in this whole process, irrespective of their knowledge to begin with. And our goal is to gain is to have them gain knowledge. Sorry, I really love the, the your methodology. Um, you know that your four step process, and I think that you really hit it on the nail. Um, really, why business? I mean, a lot of why data analytic projects fail is because, as you said, business is not involved day one, and two, the results of the, um, you know the interpretation of the results is not including the business, um, the business value of it. So uh, I'm just curious, uh, you know, sounds really fantastic, but how has the, um, what was the feed, how's the feedback been um, for this type of collaboration? Is, is there any resistance that you've seen um, in this type, in, in your product so far with your clients? I think uh, it, it, to be surprising, um, you know, for me, I think the data science team themselves have been embracing this requirement very well. Because if you look at any benchmark across the industry, 70% of the projects in AIML fail in traditional companies. Of course, you know, the Netflix and Amazon of the world really know how to craft it. That's why, you know, they are dominating the whole market cap, right? But uh, the traditional companies have been huge failure and the individuals who have been charged to deliver data science as an important vehicle in order to uh, provide business benefits are embracing because it's a proven fact that they need to bring everybody to this discussion and have accountability built not just on them, but in this cross-functional team. So uh, including the data science team, they have been very, they have been very welcoming this require this uh, change. Uh, but the business side of it, I do feel like people are very hesitant right now because um, there are two things, right? One, they're very intimidated still, like, uh, am I going to be getting more accountability and responsibilities which I'm not prepared for? from day one. So that becomes the culture of the organization. So that's where I think we spend a lot of time. You know, given my uh, Fortune 20 background, I can really relate to the cultural challenges and change management challenges. Um, that's where I think we need to do a lot more work in explaining to people that you don't need to be very data savvy or data science uh, methodology or data science knowledge to begin to begin this journey. And uh, and, uh, and how you can still make the right decisions because these are really business decisions and business inputs, that's what you need to give. So that's where I think we continuously have some repetitive messages right now, um, but it comes from the top down, right? We need to really drive that uh, uh, 
um, you know, the culture and that message needs to really come from the top down in an organization to make that happen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player like iTunes and Spotify. And please do rate our podcast. Also, please go to our website, www.datatransformerspodcast.com for more episodes, blogs, and information on our speakers. Thank you.